The Productive Woman, Episode 110. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I'm looking forward to sharing with you my conversation with blogger, author, and productivity consultant, Rochelle Isip. You'll find more information about Rochelle, along with links to the resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 110. Before we get started, a quick reminder, I mentioned this in the last episode, but for those of you who have kids at home, I wanted to remind you about the Mom Conference. This is a big online event for moms coming up very soon as this episode airs. It features 20 great speakers who will be addressing everything from managing our kids' screen time and phone use to how to get your house clean and keep it that way to talking to your kids about sex, helping your kids embrace healthy foods while teaching them to cook, and just all sorts of things that will help us be better moms. This conference will be live online October 11th, 12th, and 13th, so just after this episode airs. If you're listening to this episode the week it's published, the conference is next week. And it's completely free. So if you go to theproductivewoman.com slash momconference, all one word, you can find out more and register to participate for free. And they'll even give you a couple free gifts just for signing up. Be sure and check it out. Um, Again, you find that at theproductivewoman.com slash momconference. You can sign up for free. Now, full disclosure, that's an affiliate link. The conference is free to watch online while during that week, but you'll they'll give you the option to buy recordings of it so that you can watch it again on your own schedule and see you know whatever you miss, and there'll be a price for that. If you do, I'll get a small commission, no extra cost to you, but again, you can register for absolutely free. So check out the mom conference and let me know what you think. And now let's get right into the conversation with Rochelle. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Rochelle Isip. Rochelle is a New York City resident who is an organization, time management, and productivity blogger, author, and consultant. She's founder of theorderexpert.com, which is a lifestyle site featuring practical tips, ideas, and inspiration to help people be more organized and productive, right up our alley here on The Productive Woman. Her work has been featured in a variety of media, and she's the author of three books that you may want to check out. I'll have links to all of that in the show notes, so you'll find it there. But Rochelle is also basically just a busy woman like the rest of us, so I've really been looking forward to talking with her about how she manages her busy life, as well as maybe picking her brain a little bit in her area of expertise. So welcome, Rochelle. Thank you, Laura. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I'm so glad that we could uh, find the time to talk. I gave a hint of some of the things that you do, but tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what theorderexpert.com is all about. Sure. So I actually wear many different hats. I am a blogger at theorderexpert.com, 
which I founded back in 2011. And I'm also an author, um, as you mentioned, of those three books, and a consultant. And a lot of my work really is to help people live a bit more balanced and uh, organized lives. So I help them with things like organizing their home and offices, uh, managing their time and schedules, and also helping them find ways to be more productive during the day. A noble cause, that's for sure. There's a lot of us that uh, would welcome that kind of help. What do you do for fun? For fun? Um, I actually do a lot of things. It's kind of a mixed bag. Um, I've been taking ballroom dance lessons for oh, several years now, almost about 10 years or so. So um, I've learned dances such as the rumba, the cha-cha, the waltz, the quick step, and most recently I've added um, the hustle um, to my repertoire. Lots I also, en- yeah, I also enjoy uh, working out at the gym and uh, reading mystery novels and baking. Ah, any particular kind of things you like to bake? Um, I really like getting into, you know, different types of things that I haven't baked before. Some recent baking projects include uh, macarons from scratch. Yeah. So those little ones with the, the buttercream filling inside. I like baking cakes, cookies, cupcakes here and there, pies. You know, it, it, to me, it's just a lot of fun to see a recipe and then think about, oh, this, this looks like a lot of fun. And I don't, you know, I can't even imagine how it will taste. So yeah, um, lots I of like fun. the process. Yeah, I love yeah. the process, the preparation. <laughs> yeah, my daughter, my oldest daughter loves to bake. And for Christmas every year, she does like goodie boxes for everybody in the family. And that's lots of fun. We like that. <laughs> so as we get into we're talking about some of the things that you do to manage uh, your time and manage all the various things that you're doing, I always think it's kind of helpful to have a little bit of context for, for those things. So could you tell us if there is such a thing, maybe what a, a typical day might be like for you? Sure. Um, well, you know, it varies here and there, but basically it goes a little something like this. Um, I wake up in the morning sometime around seven-ish, have breakfast, shower, get dressed. I'm usually at my desk um, at nine. I work from home. And in the mornings, I usually do one of two things. If it's a blog post day, I'll be busy on social media, getting the post out there on all the different social media channels. And if not, I'll be attending to other things like you know, doing some blog writing or attending to other things that I have to do for the blog, such as administrative work. Then I take a lunch break, and I do take a full lunch break. Uh, I think that's very important um, to take a break at the middle of the day. And after that, the afternoon is usually devoted to more blog writing or working on some of the other projects that I have going on. And that's just kind of a a bit of a rough outline. Things can vary. Um, if I have something that pops up during the day, such as a you know a media appearance, um, or I'm working with a client, those can be you know added either into the morning or afternoon. But that's basically the general flow of things. And do you work with uh, when you work with clients? Are you working with them in person or virtually? How how does that work for you? Yeah, it usually varies. I do coaching both in person and um, remotely. So 
um, if it's in person, you know, I might meet them at their house. If it's an organization project, if not, we might meet at a local cafe or coffee shop and discuss things. And as far as the remote work, um, I'll do coaching such as time management or productivity coaching, um, you know, through a phone call or Skype. Um, so those are the two ways. Okay. And, and uh, I, I'm going to want to, you know, ask you some, some thoughts or some tips maybe about time management, productivity kinds of things as we get into it. But for you personally, you know, every person's life is a little different and presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that really matter to her or him. You know, for some of us, it's managing our stuff. We, you know, clutter. For some, it's keeping the calendar under control or the to-do list. For a lot of women, it's saying no. We have a hard time with that. Um, what would you say, I mean, you're, you have a profession around this, but I, I think none of us is perfect all the time. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your time, your life, whatever? Yeah. Um, well, that's a good question. You know, I think sometimes people think that, um, you know, in my line of work that I've got it all figured out and that everything is, you know, all perfect all the time, but that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Professional organizers, time management and productivity consultants, all have to obey the laws of time, (laughs) (laughs) just like everyone else. Um, So, you know, it's a really good question. I find for myself that the challenge that I have is actually in learning new things. I really just, you know, love learning about different ways to do things, whether it's on um, using a social media platform like Instagram or Pinterest or doing some research about writing, or, you know, working on my website. It's just something that I really enjoy doing. And I've noticed over the years that I can get quickly sucked into things that, you know, catch my eye. You know, I might see something on a website that I'm visiting and think, oh, that looks interesting. Let me go take a look at that. And, you know, kind of fall down that rabbit hole. Sometimes it can be, uh, you know, not the right path to take. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, so. I think that may be a um, a hazard for women like us who are interested in this sort of thing anyway. That because I I have the same tendency. I may be say researching something for a podcast episode and find some website that's got interesting videos. And then, you know, an hour later, I've, I've sat and watched a bunch of videos that I could maybe rationalize as well, it's research, but it really was just a rabbit hole. It was just, you know. So I guess in a way, I I do have to say no um, to myself (laughs) and my pursuit of knowledge. Um, You know, it does get to a point where when you're reading things online or in a book that I think you realize that you, or you, you come to a point where you realize that you know more than you think, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're out there maybe doing some research on a website and you're thinking, but I, I need to know, you know, maybe, maybe they just, there's a better way to do this or I can, you know, find something else about this website or that app. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you just have to stop and say, you know, this information will still be there tomorrow. But there's other things that I have to take care of right now. So yeah, where's that balance between learning, you know, new skills or new information and getting stuff done, actually doing it? And that for me at least, the learning part can be a procrastination technique. Mm. 
you know, and that uh, for me, it, it's easier to learn something new than to get busy and, and, you know, get, get something that's hard done, whether for me, it right. might be write, writing something that needs to get written or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do you manage that? What do you do? You ha- do you just discipline yourself? Do you have tools that lock you out of, <laughs> out of websites while you're getting work done or you know, what's your process for ad- addressing that particular challenge? Yeah. Well, for me, I think I try and just be aware of what I'm actually doing at that moment. You know, I'll have prepared my to-do lists for the day. And, you know, if I'm on a website or something doing some research and, you know, find myself going on that path. Or I might find over the course of maybe a week or so, you know, you, you kind of find a theme like in your days that you're looking at things that you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be focusing on so much. Mm. So I like to practice, you know, that self-awareness. I do find that when I work, when I'm doing my writing or creating, you know, projects and things like that, that I do well when I block out things. So I will use the full screen setting um, as I'm writing. Mm. I will either silence my phone or put it to airplane mode, you know, put on some music so I don't, you know, hear other noises or things like that in the background. But, you know, once I get there, I'm, you know, I'm fine. But sometimes, you know, especially if there's something that I'm hesitating, you know, you know, working on and, you know, I'll say, okay, this is what I have to do. I'll just work on it for an hour, you know? So in that case, I just use very simple tools. We'll use this timer on my cell phone, mm-hmm. set it for an hour, you know, close out email, close out everything else that I don't need, any computer programs, um, and just open up the program that I need to write in or, you know, update my website and then just do it for an hour. Yeah. And then when the hour's done, you know, an hour's work of course is done. So, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's a really good feeling to know that, you know, you can focus and you can control these other things and distractions, um, you know, in order to get things done. And it seems like, I mean, I think that's a great approach. I, I like that idea. I don't usually think of going full screen when I'm working on something because I have a very big screen, but there's some real value there in, in not having visual distractions of the other windows that might be open or, or just whatever else, but have your sole focus on what you're doing. I know you probably have some thoughts on the whole concept that people have of multitasking and how, you know, the, 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 I don't know. The mythology is that women are better at multitasking than men are, and that that's what we do. But the research is all that that's a that that is a myth that multitasking is a productive way to work. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't agree. You know, just straight up multitasking. You know, trying to maybe write a blog post and then, uh, you know, talking on the phone while watching TV and, you know, doing something else. It's just, there's just too many things going on at once. Um, but I've written about this and have, you know, worked on um, this with my clients too, to think about things in terms of multitasking, I guess you would say in a smart way, <laughs> you know, it's, it's doing many things at once, but you're not, your attention can still be focused on, you know, what it is that you're doing at the moment. So, you know, one, I guess, simple example would be, well, let's say doing the laundry, mm-hmm. right? You put the laundry in, you don't have to sit there and watch the cycle go through. 
you can let it go for an hour. But in the meantime, for that hour, you can sit down and do something right. else. So, you know, there, there are two separate tasks that, you know, they're not, you know, so, well, it depends on what you're doing um, during the day. But, you know, they're not so closely related and one won't really directly influence the right. other. And, and or one that doesn't require attention going on while you're doing something that does require attention. My perspective, my understanding is when you're trying to do two things that actually require attention at the same time, like your example of trying to write a blog post and talk on the phone or something like that, that that's not necessarily productive. But being smart, as you were saying, and having multiple things going, it's maybe it's more like kind of dovetailing what you're doing. Right. I mean, I was just thinking of another example um, would be maybe backing up your computer files, any files that you have sitting on your computer. And while that's taking place, you go and take care of some other work task that maybe doesn't require the computer. Maybe that's sitting and writing in a notebook and, you know, brainstorming some ideas for an upcoming project, um, maybe writing a list of things you need to pack for an upcoming trip. Sure. You know, there's there's smart ways to make use of your time without you know, taxing your mind so much that you're exhausted or constantly distracted by the things that you're doing. I think that's that's great advice and a good reminder. In terms of the various kinds of things that you're doing, you described a little bit about maybe what your day is like. Do you have a, a routine or a system in place that you use to manage the different aspects of your business and your personal life? Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, uh, or one of the things that I do is, uh, social media scheduling. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to be on social media yes. all the time. And, um, I think just to, you know, be able to take a step back away from it and to automate that process is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, that way I don't have to be, you know, on this, a certain social media account at a specific time during the day or the week. So I use a couple of different tools for that. One of the things I make use of, if uh, you have a Facebook page, you know, like a company mm -hmm. page, um, built into Facebook is a scheduler. So I don't know if people know that, but if you go into your Facebook page, write a post at the bottom of that uh, little post bar, it'll say schedule. Um, I think it's actually under the button now that I think about it. Um, but you can actually schedule posts into the future mm. at, at specific times. So uh, for one of my um, Facebook pages, I'll sit down and schedule blog posts for the upcoming month. So I just sit down and, you know, crank that out in a couple of hours, scheduling things, and it's taken care of. And then I don't have to worry about doing it every single day or every week. It's just, it's done. I also find when you're kind of batch working or doing that type of work, you're a bit more focused on what it is that you are mm, doing, yeah. <laughs> you know, as far as the social media and what you're trying to do um, with that particular um, media. Um, so that's one thing I make use of Facebook. There's also another tool called Clout, which if you've heard about the Clout mm -hmm. score, that's the same um, uh, company or website. And they actually have a tool where you can find different articles that are within your, I guess, um, your genre or your profession, and you can search and then save those articles and schedule them again into the future. And you so, can do that. You can do the scheduling right in cloud. I mm -hmm. didn't know that. I mean, I know about cloud, yeah. I, cloud, I have an account, but, uh, I never think to look there and I didn't realize there was a scheduling tool in there. That's interesting. And that's yeah. cloud. Yeah, yes, yeah, we'll that's put correct. links in the show yeah. notes, but yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't know about that either um, until this year. I, I don't know. You know, I think you know the clout score. People hadn't been talking about it that much, but I forget why it was there. But I stumbled upon the schedule mm. and thought, oh, nice. wow, okay, so I can share other related uh, posts and things from you know my industry with other people. Um, some of the other um, tools I use are Buffer, which is also for mm-hmm. Twitter um, scheduling. Um, I use an app called Later, which allows you to schedule Instagram posts in advance. So if you create photos or images, let's say, on your computer, you can use them. You can upload them to a web browser using Later, schedule them. And then what happens is that you get a little notification on your cell phone and it tells you, 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 uh, you have to kind of like cut and paste. That's how the how the API is set up for that. But you can cut and paste and then um, just have your post go on at that certain time. So it just makes it easier. And you can also see, you know, exactly where you have your Instagram posts scheduled, you know, their little um, chart there. Yeah, I mean, those kind of tools are so, it seems like so much now business, whether, whether it's, uh, you know, somebody like you that's working for yourself, you know, self-employed, has your own business, working from home, or people just have that have regular businesses, so much of promoting and, and connecting with your customers has to be done on social media these days. And it can be such a time suck. The thing I'm liking about these tools you're talking about is that because you can schedule them, you minimize the number of times you're going in there and risking getting sucked into, you know, noodling around. Yeah, another uh, tool that I use for social media is Traffic Wonker. And that's used to schedule Pinterest pins. So that's really helpful once you load those things up, you know, in the little queue there. You can just schedule it and pretty much forget about it, you know, until you want to go back and freshen it up with some new pins, either of your own or of other people's. Do you use any particular service or app to create images? Like I've used Canva in the past. I really mm-hmm. like Adobe Spark Post right now because I'm not very artistic and it, it lets me create things that kind of have a theme to them and they look the colors look right. But uh, do you have any particular things that you use for stuff like that or is your stuff not real image oriented? Um well for Posts for blog posts, um, it is very image okay. um, oriented. I like to use actually Canva for book covers and things like that, and little ads or you know notices that you would put on either a sidebar on a website or um, you know maybe on a header somewhere um, or for Facebook posts, you know about an upcoming event. It's a really great tool. It's so easy to use, and you know with just a few clicks, you can create something. Most of the times for free. Yeah. Um, I think it's only if you use certain photographs or shapes or templates that they charge, you know, per per use. But otherwise, there's so many great things out there in Canva that you can use, and you can have a really nice looking, um, you know, photograph or you know, I guess overlay text ad. Um, that looks just, you know, really nice, really clean and simple. Um, Without and, having to be a graphic artist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so those are some great tools. And I, again, I'll put the links to those in the show notes. In terms of your own 
like time management, energy management, whatever terminology you like to use. Some people are are really into just using a calendar and putting everything, including their to-dos in there. Others uh, use a task manager. Some, Some people are more oriented towards electronic calendars and task managers. Others are paper. Do you, do you have a, tools or systems that you use for, for those sorts of things? Yeah. Um, I actually like using paper planners. Mm-hmm. I know it, <laughs> it might sound kind of <laughs> archaic at this point in time, but you know I've used electronic planners and calendars and to-do lists and things like that. But for some reason, I could never get into it. It just, for some, I just felt like there was a disconnect between what I typed in and how I was either reading the information that was coming through to me or reacting to it. And I mean, I've, I've always known that I like to write uh, things down, but I think it just made it that much more clear that I really need to use a notebook or yeah. calendar thing, which is not to say that I don't use, you know, my cell phone, you know, calendar and things like that to schedule things. But if I'm doing planning or scheduling the day, I really like to write things. I think it's, it really helps me remember actually what things are taking place. It, it's, uh, it can be thought of as, I don't know, I kind of just more of like a, maybe a mindfulness exercise because you have to sit and think about what you're writing. I mean, you could scribble something down really quickly, but there's still that physical act of writing that is a different uh, uses different parts of your brain than typing something into an app. Exactly, and I mean, and there's the whole you know sensory experience of you know getting your favorite pen and using your favorite planner and you know opening it up and you know you, when you open it up you realize okay I'm starting the day. And when you're finished at the end of the day, you know, when you close that planner, I'm done for the day. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 those, it's small, nice... yeah, those small rituals. Exactly. It's just, it's a nice, you know, way to connect physically with your work um, mm. as opposed to, oh, my phone's going off again. You know, <laughs> I got I got, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's stop ringing or, you know, or beeping or chirping. You know, the, the, for the most part, you know, my notebook doesn't chirp. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and so do you have a particular planner or, or notebook that you like for that purpose? Yeah, for um, planning blog posts, I like using, I think the brand is called Gallery Leather. Hmm. And they have like a monthly planner. You know, it's just the months with, you know, the days um, listed out. And they have some notes and things in the back, you know, blank pages. But it's nice because it is limited in that way, and that's the only thing um, that I'm focusing on at the moment. You know, there's mm-hmm. no other you know to dos in there. It's just blog stuff. Okay. So when I open it, I know I'm in blog territory. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can focus on that. I also like using Moleskine notebooks mm-hmm. um, for either taking notes, um, journaling, and actually have. Um, one very large Moleskine. I think it's like a folio or something. It's it's a hardcover, and it reminds me of one of those old time um, hotel registers. You know the ones that you would sign, yeah. signing your name. Um, so it's it's a nice, thick and sturdy notebook. And what I use that for is to collect uh, motivational quotes and sayings. So whenever I'm, you know, whenever I come across, you know, some sort of saying um, or proverb or whatnot, you know, and I, and I, you know, it just resonates with me, uh, you know, I make note of it and then make it, um, make an entry in this notebook. Uh, so it's my goal to fill up the whole thing, you oh, know, wow. with just a bunch of, you know, handpicked and hand collected, you know, quotes and sayings. And again, it's just like another, uh, mindfulness exercise because you have to sit down 
and write things out by hand. And for this notebook, I've made it a point to write all in cursive mm. um, script. So, you know, it's just, again, it, it makes you slow down and yeah. think about it. And it also looks nice too when you open it up. Sure. Do you, out of curiosity, do you like have categories of the quotes or do you just write them in the order that you come upon them? No, I write them in the order that I've yeah. come upon them. And I think actually... It works well for me because you can actually see where you were at a certain point in time. You know, the quotes that I've written now versus a year ago or, you know, two years ago, it really shows you where your head was or where it wasn't, you know, your focus needs to be. So it's kind of a progression. You can see exactly where you were and what you needed to learn or what you needed to to hold on to, um, you know, at that point in time. So it's a nice exercise for that, too. Yeah. What a neat idea. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about, I asked you and when we were preparing for this interview about kind of what's on the horizon for you. And I know you've got an event or something coming up that you're offering. Can you talk about that? This, uh, how to plan a great event coming into the holidays. This might be interesting for, for listeners to know about. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be releasing, um, by the end of this year, um, a- an online course called how to plan a great event in 60 days. Um, it'll be a step-by-step online course, uh, to help people plan social events. And it can also be used for, you know, larger work events. Um, this is actually coming out of the book that I wrote, how to plan a great event in 60 days. Um, and in a previous life, <laughs> I was a public relations executive, I guess, in, the, in that position, we did a lot of events where I was, and I was pegged as the event coordinator. Mm. <laughs> so I managed a whole bunch of events all around the country, more than 16 events with anywhere from 100 to 300 people like the general public. And we had speakers and a celebrity spokesperson. And to do all these things, you know, to plan the venue, to arrange the makeup and the hair and the audiovisual and what do you pack and how do you keep your mind, um, you know, calm and all of that. You know, I thought, you know, this might be really helpful for people who either want to plan something, um, you know, have, have done it before and it just didn't go that well or just haven't planned anything at all and aren't sure where to start. And so what the course will do just like the book, will show people step-by-step how to plan their very own um, event or function. And it can be used for pretty much anything. It can be Mm -hmm. used for planning a wedding reception, a graduation, anniversary party, a corporate event. It basically lays out the framework that's used in any type of event planning, you know, figuring out what's the purpose of your event, your budget, Um, dealing with logistics of, you know, transporting people and things, um, keeping track of your helpers, for example. So it's all in there. I provide people with, you know, that whole background of getting the foundation set up um, in the first first section with uh, budgeting and, you know, doing all that uh, inside work. And then how to work with vendors, what to keep in mind, you know, uh, questions to ask, pointers. And then as you get closer and closer to the event day, helping people figure out what it is that they need to work on at that moment. You know, what do they need to check on? What do they need to talk about with their vendor or venue? What do they need to consider? What should they pack, you know, to make the event day run smoothly? And then also at the end, um, a wrap up as well to make sure that everything is taken care of 
at the end because the last thing you want to do <laughs> is to organize an event, have the event, and then, you know, that's it. But that's not the case. There's a lot of work still that has to be done in the yeah. follow-up. So it's, um, yeah, it's a start-to-finish thing. Sounds very interesting. And we'll put a, a link in the show notes where people can get more information about it, both for the course and the book. Both sound really interesting. Your expertise is in organization, time management, productivity in general, and you work with clients in addition to your blog and all those sorts of things. Is there a particular thing that people come to you, a a particular challenge or problem or whatever that, that drives people to you to work with them? Something that you see often? Yes. 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 I'm just trying to condense it into, (laughs) you know, little uh, categories here. I guess the first thing would be when it comes to organization, people will say, I have to, I have to get organized. I have to organize all my stuff. And as I'm working with people, what usually is uncovered is that they don't realize that there's a difference between organizing and Mm. decluttering. Now, Decluttering is the act of getting rid of items that you no longer use or need or have, um, you know, use for. You're ready to let them go. Meanwhile, organization is organizing anything. You could organize a bunch of pens, you know, some sweaters, pants, and what have you. So where the problem lies is when someone comes to me and says, "I have to organize my closet. It's a mess." I'll say, "Okay." Um, And then as you're working through it, you'll find that people don't necessarily want to keep things that they have, and they think that it's necessary to organize everything as opposed to maybe letting Mm. some things go that they no longer need. So um, that's, you know, one of the challenges that I see with organization. I think that's such an interesting point that we think what we need to do is organize stuff, but really when you say the first step is figuring out what of that stuff you actually need and want to keep to maybe make the job of organization a little bit easier if you declutter first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Because, you know, you could spend time organizing, let's say a closet full of things, but if you only want to keep half of those things, you spend (laughs) a lot of time. (laughs) Or or in order and... Yeah, maybe you don't even realize you need to keep half of it. But when I'm thinking of a particular closet at my home that has things in it that don't fit or I haven't worn in ages and it's been something that I've been thinking about that, you know, it's rather than moving that stuff around or trying to organize it, uh, move it out of the house, give it to, you know, give it to charity, give it to someone who will enjoy it and use it rather than letting it take up space and trying to figure out, you know, buy new hangers for it. Right. Or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. So a lot of the time it's, you know, people having to think about their belongings and how they use them. You know, do they really use it? Do they enjoy using it? Um, is it making them uncomfortable in any way? You know, those are the, the tough questions that have to be asked. You know, if you want to have a home that's welcoming and inviting and that you enjoy being in. Um, so that's one of the challenges that I face uh, or the common things that I hear from people. 
Um, that's on the organization side. On the time management side, um, well, I guess the first thing would be I, I have no time is usually the <laughs> first thing. <laughs> I have no time. Uh, rolled into that, something that I find as I'm coaching people, you know, we all have a limited time, you know, there's 24 hours in a day and there's only seven days in a week. And I think a thing that people just haven't considered or don't consider is that they have the ability to really control their schedule. Mm -hmm. So if someone comes to me and says, I have no time, I feel like everything is just pushing on me and there's no personal time for me just to soak in the tub and read a book or just, you know, watch my favorite movies, you know, on TV. I just feel like, you know, there's just too much being asked of me. And so one of the first things that I'll suggest to them is say, well, how about we block out some personal time for you so that you can do those things? And usually the response is, I can do that? <laughs> <laughs> You're really serious? Schedule time just for me? And I'll say yes. And they'll say, well, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so selfish. Yeah, it seems so selfish. I mean, I, there's so many things I should be taking care of. There's work stuff and I should run errands. And then there's my husband and the kids and I'm always going. And da, da, da. But I think most of the time people don't realize that they're too overwhelmed with things that they need to take that step back. They need to decompress and have that, which is not what I think most people get nowadays. Um, so you're really not being selfish, you know, uh, it's, it's, I like to go back and use the equivalent of the, um, emergency instructions on an airplane. Sure. Yeah. What happens on an airplane when there's an emergency, the oxygen masks come down and what do you do first? You put the oxygen on you first, then you can go and help other people. Yeah. Because if everyone didn't put on their own oxygen masks first, you wouldn't have other people being to assist others. And I tell my clients, um, you know, you can help other people. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't help others or you shouldn't, but you also need to take care of yourself first. Yeah. We hear that analogy all the time, but it's because it's a perfect analogy. It, there's so much truth there that if we, most of the listeners of this podcast are women, are busy women trying to make lives that matter. And if we don't take care of ourselves we have no resources, whether it's energy or mental capacity or anything else, to take care of anybody else. And it's absolutely important and right and good to take care of the people you love. But for that reason, if for no other, it's important to take care of yourself as well. But you also deserve to have that time to yourself. You deserve time off to rest and rec recreate, you know, and restore yourself just as a human being. Exactly. I mean, that's like the same thing I was uh, talking about a little earlier in the show about taking a full lunch break. People will say, oh, I can't do that. I'm so busy. I'm, I got to do this and I got to do that. When you come down to it at the very <laughs> bare bones, you know, you are a human being, you're a living being, and you need to take care of yourself. You need to eat. You need to drink water. And if you're not taking care of those basic needs, I mean, wow, you know, what are, what are you running off of then, you yeah. know, and, and what do you think you'll accomplish by, you know, running off of fumes or, you know, living an, an unhealthy lifestyle? Again, it's not the, the rush for the here and now, and we have to take care of all these things because we're so busy and blah, blah, blah. 
but that's not what life's about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not about putting out fires. It's not about being stressed out. There's so many more things that you can enjoy and do and do your work, you know, and have the energy that you need to do it. Yeah, that's such a good reminder. You know, that kind of dovetails into, there's a question I ask every guest, and it's it's turned out to be a listener favorite. I think we all learn something from this. And given what your line of work is, what your business is, and what your area of expertise is, even knowing all the things that you know and having the skills and the tools and the knowledge to manage your time and your life and all that sort of thing, you know, the question is, even knowing all of that, do you ever have a day when it all just gets away from you or you get totally stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Oh, yes. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens, yes. <laughs> it might sound um, kind of counterintuitive or not the maybe, you know, perceived response that would happen when days don't go as I like them. Um, Really, it's kind of just a given. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, oh, oh, how, how could you do that? How could you give in? Oh, there's so many other things to do. There's just some days when, you know, some emergency or, you know, not an emergency, but something urgent pops up that you have to take care of at work or with your family or whatnot, and it has to be done. And everything else gets kind of pushed to the side. As opposed to, you know, getting super stressed out about it and trying to get everything done that day. You know, over the years, I've just realized, you know what? Just, it's okay. You know, it really is okay. Like today and right now is a moment. It will pass. Tomorrow is another day. I'll be able to take care of these things tomorrow. You know, it's to get that perspective and to realize, you know, when a day like that happens, that you really need to take a step back and say, you know what? This is not that day that I'm going to get that thing done. <laughs> it's going to have to be tomorrow. Maybe the next day, you know, if I'm catching up. Uh, but to not force it, you know, because, again, that's just building on the the stress and the anxiety and the, the feeling of I have to do it all today, like I said I would. But, you know, I think that's just part of the thing in balance. And that's what I teach my readers and my clients, too, about being in balance, whether it's organization or time management and productivity. It's that you have to balance out these things. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things uh, for organization that I tell people, you know, people will say, I have to be organized all the time. You know, everything has to be in order in a nice little box and it has to be over here and tucked away. And you know what? Some days you can't get to it and that's fine. Um, you know, it's, it's whether you're doing the work 80% of the time you know, and for those 20, you know, or 10% that the days that just kind of get, you know, away from you, it's fine. Like, you know, it, your house will still be there. <laughs> you know, you can, you can take care of this stuff later, but you don't have to feel as if it's perfect because all of this stuff, all of this work, the things that I do, um, the things that, um, you know, your listeners do, whether it's in their professional or in their personal lives, it's all a process, you know, yeah. and we're, growing each and every day. So I find it's just best to, you know, really just realize what it is, you know, for what it is. If that day, if you're struggling and you just can't get that thing done, you know, maybe that's not the day to get that thing done. Just let it go, you know? Yeah. Give um, yourself a break. Exactly. Yeah. And this is another thing too that I like to talk about with my um, readers and um, clients. You know, if you have a, an appointment in your schedule, let's say, and all of a sudden it gets canceled, 
and you're like, wow, woohoo, <laughs> free time. You know? What's the first response people most, you know, have most of the time? Wow, I got to fill that space, yeah. right? Fill it up with fill, something else. Yeah. I got to do something. What I like to tell people is when that happens, go ahead and take that time for you, <laughs> you know, take, take a, you know, a break, um, you know, from the computer, go for a walk, go get a coffee. I mean, the time is there for you to use. And for all the times that we say, we don't have time. I, I wish I had some time for myself. There it is. Treat those cancellations as gifts. <laughs> what a great idea. That's not something I had, had thought of before, but uh, I'm going to keep that in mind next time I get a, have a conference call get canceled. Um, boy, Rochelle, I could just, you know, there's so much more we could talk about, but I know you've got other things to do besides talk with me. Maybe you could come back another time in the months to come and share some more of the tips and wisdom that you've got. In the meantime, I suspect some of my listeners are going to want to learn more about the stuff that you teach, the books that you read, and so on. Where can people connect with you online? Sure. Well, they can visit my website, uh, theorderexpert.com. And actually there, if you sign up, um, I do have a bunch of resources that people can download. So there's like organization tools and checklists, uh, productivity worksheets and things like that. So if they're interested... And then I'm also on most or a lot of the social media channels. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, uh, Instagram, YouTube. You can find me um, usually with the order expert, all one word. Um, but also those um, social media uh, links are on my site as well. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, again, put links in the show notes. This has been great. I really appreciate the the insight and the wisdom you've shared and the way you've been willing to kind of share how you manage things for yourself. But before we go, do you have any, any last words for the listener who might be looking for just a little help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Hmm. <laughs> I guess the first thing that comes to mind again is to put yourself first, hmm. to really Think about your goals and whether what it is that you're doing at that moment is helping you reach that goal or not. You know, it, it could be, you know, reorganizing your home, you know, getting a better handle on your schedule or just learning how to be more productive at work. But whatever it is that you're doing, make sure that the tools or the resources or the skills that you're following work for you and your personality, you know. Don't try and be a digital calendar person if you're a paper planner person, you know. Um, don't try and color code your wardrobe if you would rather just put your shirts with shirts and pants with pants, you know. <laughs> Do what works for you. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that is great advice, and uh, I don't think we could wrap it up any better than that. Thank you so much, Rochelle. I really appreciate you being here. Well, thank you very much, Laura. It was great to be on your show. I really appreciate Rochelle for taking the time to talk with me, to share her thoughts with us on how she manages her own busy life and also for her great suggestions and those encouraging words for the rest of us. But what did you think? Was there anything Rochelle said that you found particularly encouraging or thought provoking? Do you have any questions for her? I'd love to hear from you and I know she would as well. 
you can reach out in a public forum by sharing your questions or your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 110 or you can post a comment or question on the Facebook page or in the community there. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, as always, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a voice message on the website or the Facebook page. I think that's all I'm going to say at this point. If you like the show, share it with your friends, talk to them about it, consider leaving a review in iTunes or on Stitcher, wherever you listen to it. And for those of you who are moms with kids at home, don't forget to check out the mom conference, find more information and sign up at theproductivewoman.com slash mom conference. And that I think is it for this episode of the productive woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Rochelle. I hope there was something in this episode that you found helpful that you can put into practice in your own life. Uh, Let me know what you think. I look forward to hearing from you and I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.